Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back, man. We back. I started that in five minutes, uh, Sabrina. Wait, what you talking about? Uh, the, the clock been running. Oh, oh okay. No, sorry. I'm just going to go by whatever it is. Cause bet that, bet that. It's been working. Um, yo, drink water, y'all. Drink water, y'all. Get in on this water. Drink it every day without fail. No excuses. Make time to hydrate yourselves with that H2O. Whatever kind you into, it don't even matter. Make sure you are drinking your share of the H2O. I don't want to hear no bullshit. I don't want to hear no horseshit excuses. Make the time. Do your part. Your body is going to love you for it. Don't you want your body loving you? Don't you want your body loving you? Because it's all you got. It's all you got. No matter what you do to your body, you want your body loving you. Don't you? Don't you want your body loving you? I would think you do. And water, that's the key. That's the key, man. Whatever you do to your body. Speaking of whatever you do to your body, BBLs. Whatever you want to do with your body is your business. It's your business. But there's some people out here getting BBLs. And then they're making it seem like they acquired this body that they have by working out at the gym, by being fitness people. That's how they attain the body you see before you. And honestly, it's false advertisement. It's false advertisement. You giving hope to people that ain't ain't even really there. You know what I'm saying? You went under you went under the knife. It's a cheat code. Man. It's a cheat code, man. Be real with people and say, yo, I got my body done. Now, here's how I maintain the body I purchased. Be real. People respect honesty. And this is not a post. I mean, not, not a post, but this is not me judging people that are that are getting it done. You do with your body what you want to do. But don't be out here with the fraudulent, yo, I worked hard for this in the gym. Oh, you didn't? You had the cheat code. Be real about that cheat code. Because people are going to be looking at your body and be like, man, if she did it, I could do it too. Man, and then you start working out and you be like, man, I can't get to where she at. That's because you didn't pay for it. You didn't go under the knife, under the gun. You doing it organically and they had the cheat code. But they don't present it as if they did the cheat code. That's where the fraudulence comes in. Let people know, man. That way they can be like, all right, since you went under the gun, let me find people that didn't go under the gun. That way I can be like, all right, if they did it, I could do it as well. Because not everybody wants to go under the gun. Not everybody wants surgeries and procedures. Some people just want to get their body to where they want their body to be just by working out and diet. Diet! Diet is the big part of it. And then the working out, you bring those two together? Oh. You bring those two together consistently without fail? Oh. Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. I got my producer extraordinaire in on this. Sabrina, 
here. She in the sky. She the voice in the clouds, if you will. She in here. Yeah. How you feel about that? So let's talk about actually why this was even brought up today. So there's this girl I know who got got it done. Mm-hmm. She got two uh, 360 BBLs. And last time I seen her, she was recovering. Mm-hmm. And she had the the faha on and all of that. Da, da, da. Cut to a year and change later, she put the word fit in her Instagram name. And now all of her stuff is fitness related. Mm. And it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating because there is absolutely 110% a lane a lane Mm -hmm. for BBL maintenance Mm -hmm. training. And I feel like that's something that people really need to tap into and be honest about. A 360 BBL is a full body BBL. So they got their their titties done, their stomach done, their ass done, 360 all around. Their back was, the fat in their back was taken out. 360, Mm -hmm. literally, full body. Okay. Um, And it's really frustrating because, you know, before moving out here, I worked at gyms. I was a trainer. I managed the gym. I love, you know, fitness. And then I lost sight of it. And now I'm back. And you know how I've been about it lately. Right. I'm like obsessed all over again with like fitness. And one thing I've noticed is like, there was a lot of, there's this one girl, the first fitness girl on Instagram that I was like really into and like, man, she body goals that I ended up finding out later on that she just had a really good surgeon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a really good surgeon so i'm over here looking up to somebody who is lying to me yeah. you know what i mean and i again i don't care about people getting surgery i don't care but i like i don't i need the honesty right you know what i mean sure. because i'm one of those people i'm never gonna i can't do it like I'd rather spend money on food. Let's be honest, man. That's a lot of money. Oh, man, food and is life, so I get it. Yeah, man. you know how much food I can get for that man, come much on, money? Man. You know talking about, you feel me? Ice cream? Man, Ooh, come girl. On, man. But then I got to work out. And gym memberships are cheaper. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So cut to today. Mm-hmm. I'm at the part where... I'm at the point in my life where I want to help people who don't have that fitness-obsessed mentality mm-hmm. and are so like they're comparing themselves to these unrealistic body goals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that i'm i'm putting together a program and it's called like well the name of the program we're up in the air about it but it's going to be like realistic for people who fall off and Mm -hmm. then they feel like they're well i fell off now i should get i should give up it's going to be like there's going to be a lot of uh forgiveness within this program and it's Mm going to be a lot of like understanding and like you know, it's to help you get into the mentality mm-hmm. of like, yo, I don't want to go to the gym today. Right. But I do want to show up for myself. And it's just those little mental hurdles. And like, and also I want everybody, no matter where they are in their journey, to feel perfect as they are. You know what I mean? And it's not always, fitness isn't always about aesthetics. It's also about how you feel. Like mm-hmm. my the gym at this point is my therapist. And I just want everybody to, you know, I want everybody to feel that. The gym is your therapist over your actual therapist? Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes my oh. therapist, she'd be a little too friendly. I'm like, girl, this is serious. Oh. 
They bond. I love her. I love her. I love her. <laughs> but I feel way better after a gym session. Why is that? Because it's a physical thing. I'm literally mm. breathing out all the negativity and the stress and the like. It's such a it, it gives me such relief at mm. this point. And like when I feel stronger physically, I, I feel stronger mentally mm. and I feel like I can handle more. And and that's another thing. Like we put so much mental we put a lot of mental blocks on ourselves. How many times people say I can't do that? I can't do that. I mean, I've restarted this journey on some like I can't lift this and I can't do that, that movement. And now mm. I'm over here facing gym fears. And like it's such a beautiful thing and it's such a beautiful part of my journey. And also my brain is just quiet Yeah. when I'm working out. It's just me and the music I'm listening to and I'm dancing and I'm in between sets and I'm excited and then boom. And I've just been reaching goals that, mm. you know, only I, only I control. You feel me? Yeah. I feel like other goals in life, way too many people have a hand in shit, but like when it comes to fitness, this is all me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the gym is my therapist. I'm at the point where I'm back to being just like obsessed and like I like going there. The gym. I remember you asked me uh, yesterday, like, is the gym your happy place? I was like, nah. <laughs> the uh, gym is mine. <laughs> I was like, nope. The gym is uh is work for me. Um privileged work though. I'm always grateful that. You know, I'm grateful that I can afford to pay for my gym membership. I'm grateful that I have a gym that's that close to the house. I'm grateful that I'm able to physically move in the gym and use the equipment. And I have my limbs and my hands and my fingers and my arms and my legs and my knees and my toes. Grateful for all of that. Um, And... I do get a release like when I'm in there working hard, pushing it to the limit, setting benchmarks for myself. But it's work and I don't mind it. I like to work. So um, I enjoy work. And so when I look at the gym as work, because I'm working on something, I enjoy the work aspect of it. I like um, I like doing work. And I know I'll be like, you know, say I need to rest. I need to turn my brain off. I need, but I, I'm a worker. I like to work. Like I like, um, you know, just working on something. And the gym is a part of that. So I'll be like, I don't be feeling like going, but damn near, I'm damn near in the gym. When I'm at home, I'm damn near in the gym every day. Um, whether it just be, oh, I'm going to just do cardio this day. I'm, gonna, I'm doing the workout plan. When I travel, though, I kind of fall off the wagon because I hate the hotel gyms. But um, but when I'm at home, home, I'll be like, all right, let me go to the gym real quick. I feel incomplete if I don't. But to answer Sabrina's question, it's not my happy place. It's where I clock in. I clock in at the gym, get the work done. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about you feel My happy place right now, Watching movies at the movie theater, playing Call of Duty with my friends and my brother, um, and just, you know, doing stuff like that. And my walks in the community, I'll just be like, yeah, the walk in the community. I'll really be, like, thinking a lot. And I wish I'm at my most creative in the shower. 
I'm mm-hmm. at my most creative in the goddamn shower every time. Every time. I'll be having the funniest jokes, the funniest. Man, that'd be a great idea in the shower, especially if I'm not listening to anything. Um, like sometimes I'll take my phone in the shower and just have videos playing. But if it's just me in there with no outside you know, content, I'll be thinking of some creative shit. Remember you got me that thing where I can write stuff down in the shower? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that thing is. Oh, I have it. Oh, where's it at? It's on my uh, on my mirror. It's on oh, it was mirror? on my mirror. I probably took it down, so oh. it's inside my drawer. I feel like I ain't seen that in mad long. It's so funny because I'm my most creative when I'm sleeping. I wake up in the middle of the night like I did last night. Yeah. I woke up at 5 a.m. to write the topics for Verbal Cardio. Oh, yeah, because I was wondering, because you straight ignored me last night. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I fell asleep. And I couldn't think of nothing. I could not think of anything last night. You went to sleep early last night. I did. I came in there. I thought you was going to be on the Oculus. It was like lights out, was face out. up. I was like, oh, 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 you out. You out. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I woke up literally at five on the dot. And I said, man, let me write these topics down because I was thinking about them in my dream. And yeah. so I had them. <laughs> so if you, if you out there me. with the BBL, 360 BBLs or whatever, uh, just just do the just do the maintenance. Be real with people. Yeah. Because you're selling false dreams in a sense. Facts. So let, let everybody know where you stand on the real tip. That way they know. They'll be like, all right. I know I ain't going to look exactly like this because you didn't look exactly like that. You had to. Right. And I say under the gun over under the knife because I wanted to say under the gun. Because to me, surgery is they, they shoot at you and then they, they do the incisions that way with bullets. <laughs> like when they took this out right here, they, they use the gun. So leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Leave I'm really me. excited about this program, man. I'm really excited and I hope it helps people uh, at least somewhat fall in love. It's, and it's not just gym based because I've seen a lot of people that like I like working out at home. It's like it's really just to get you to move, even if it's the little things like instead of taking the elevator or the escalator, just take the stairs or like just park a little further from the grocery store just to get them extra steps in. It's just like the littlest things that can help you feel better about your movement and your day and your life and this, that, and the third. And um, also, I really want everyone to go on Instagram and look up Dr. Jung Money, J U N G. See what money. he did there? See what he did there, right? Yep. Jung Money. When I tell you, he is one of the greatest surgeons ever. And he is the reason that I'm like, man, people out here are false as. And he, and sometimes he'll, he'll be like, when you see your patient selling fitness plan after they heal. <laughs> from the from the ab etching because he does ab etching he does it all so if you have an unrealistic like it'll he it'll open your eyes to like how fake a lot of the industry is and he's just a surgeon so just him being as good as he is and i am not shaming him for his work because he is amazing but i want people to see that not everything you see is real it's I'm not a, hard work. It's just laying there. I'm going to go get my fat taken out. It's time, man. Take it out. I'm going to go in there and get the fat out. Take Bobby it out. swears. Take the fat out. I want it gone. 
Take it out. <laughs> take it out. I want them to hook up the little vacuum and just just take it out. Take out the fats. Cause I got I got a lot of muscle up underneath this fats. I want it out of here, man. I'm getting the BBL, goddammit. Go to Dr. Jung Money. He does really good ads. And then I'm gonna be like, you wanna get like me? You gotta work hard in the gym. Come <laughs> with me. You see, I start out with while you're on the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all sucked out. Hell yeah. Uh Brittany Griner is home. She is free. She's back home, man. They made the swap. Uh, I was getting into it with people in the comments section because they was like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a fair trade. You know, the merchant of death, this guy, oh, for that. Like, man, I don't care. I honestly don't care, man. I'm just happy she's home. I was worried about her, man. I was scared that she wasn't gonna make it through this. And the fact that she's coming home. Cause I knew the I knew the merchant of death was gonna be all right. He'd been in jail for mad long already. I knew, man, I knew. But Brittany, man, I was worried, man. I didn't want her to completely lose life all for just a little bit of weed. I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want her life ruined. I didn't want her to to give up and just, you know, God forbid, take her own life or whatever over that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad she's home, man. And a lot of people love to complain. Y'all love to complain, man, about everything. But who gives a shit? When somebody's back home, she's back with her wife. Man, that's good times right there. And no, the prisoners are not equally yoked. But who gives a shit? Who cares? A lot of people didn't, wasn't even familiar with the merchant of death before this even happened. So people just complained, well, they should have swapped. Well, you know what? There are some people that should be swapped for. But you don't want to come in and hate every time. You're never going to be happy, man. People ain't never satisfied. You can't goddamn win. Everybody was like, man, free her. Then when she gets free, nah, they should have traded. Man, shut up. Shut y'all asses up, man. She back. She back at the crib. I want to know what she ate first. I want to know what her first back home meal was. I want to know, like, if I ever, like, meet her or talk to her, what did you eat as soon as you got home? And I'm not talking about the travel meal. Like, she probably ate whatever was available on the airplane. No, that don't count. I want to know when she got home and settled, I want to know what the first meal was. Twitter said barbecue, that sizzle said. Twitter said barbecue. Okay. Now we cooking. What, ribs? What, barbecue chicken? You know what I'm saying? Texas barbecue. Okay. That's what I like to hear. She had some coleslaw in there, some potato salad as well. Did she take a picture of it and post it? Post that meal. If you ever get out of jail, post your meal for me. To anybody out there that's listening right now, if you ever end up in jail and then you get out, post your fresh out of jail meal and tag me in it. If you're if you're somebody that's listening to this and you did serve hard time, not even hard time, just some time. What was your first meal fresh out? Let me know in the comment section. Tag me in the picture you took, whatever. I want to know what y'all went to first. And then I got to ask myself, what would I eat fresh out? Now, let's say I did nine, ten months in Russia. 
Second of all, if I was her, I couldn't rock with Russia after this. I couldn't I couldn't rock with Russia after this. I can't even hell no. Russia would be etched in my brain. It's like, nah, I never y'all know how I am about El Paso. I be dissing El Paso every chance I get. And El Paso ain't done shit to me. They ain't locked me up. They ain't done none of that. I be roasting El Paso, Bakersfield, Fresno. I be lighting their asses up for doing far less than what Russia did to her, man. Hell no, Russia. But anyway, let's see. If I was to to get out after nine months in Russia, I just got home. I'm at the crib. I'm going to go to Crumble Cookies. I'm going to get a cookie from Crumble. Oh, I'm going to get a cookie from Crumble. That's just, that's just a set it off. That's just a set off meal right there. Crumble. Let me just, let me just get a, let me just get about two cookies soft. Let me get that. All right. And then I'm going to get a smoothie. I'm definitely getting a smoothie. I don't know where from. Uh, I'm going to get the smoothie. You know what? I might do breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner, man. Whether it be waffles or pancakes, maybe even French toast. Just egg. Some type of sausage or bacon. And I'm going to just marinate in that. That's gonna be my that's gonna be my fresh home meal. Breakfast for dinner, fresh out the pan. I'm gonna be swole, tatted up. I'm gonna have the Aryan Brotherhood tatted on my back. Cause you could you you gotta pick a side when you're in jail. You gotta pick a side. And I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring these people together by joining the Aryan Brotherhood. I'm gonna be like, man, I'm gonna be the first black in the Aryan Brotherhood. Man, fuck y'all. I mean, you are German. I'm coming in hot with the German ancestry, and I'll be like, "Man, we need to, we need to, we need to bring this shit together, man. We too divided in these walls. Let's come together." So I'm gonna come out with all those tattoos, man. American History X and shit. But I'm never, I'm never gonna fight against the blacks, though. I'm gonna always be in the background, and they're gonna be like, hey, man, you better put in this work for the Aryan Brotherhood, or you going down. I was like, man, I can't fight the blacks, man. That's the problem. That's what's going on in here. We're too violent towards one another. We are the same, you see? We all come from the black man, my white brother. We all come from black. So we all are one. So y'all too intense in here. You're too violent. I put my life on this. 15 boxes of cigarettes. And you come from the black. Don't ever forget that. Don't think you better than us. My white brother. Africa is where it all began, goddammit. You went up in the mountains. You got pale because you ain't had no sunlight. Then you come out. You was white. And you thought you was better than everybody that stayed out in the sun. But you weren't. You was just in the cave. That's the only difference, my brother. Now, I'm going to start leading the Aryan Brotherhood in a different direction. We're going to make some changes up in this penitentiary. And we're going to have breakfast for dinner while we're doing it. Where's the warden at? 
We need breakfast for dinner in these penitentiary walls. That's what's going on in here. That's why everybody's so violent. Breakfast for dinner is a goddamn treat. Give me the 15 box of smoke. Now let's come together. And you got to have your hands like this when you bringing people together. Got to have your hands like this. And then the black gorilla family and all in, they're going to be like, man, why you with them? Why you with them crackers over there? Hey, man, we all one. We all one in here. We got to stick together. They want us to fight one another. This is the new slavery system. The penitentiary and prison is the new slavery. And we all slaves in here. We ain't got no real power unless we come together as one. You're like, why you got them tattoos on? Because solidarity. We completing one another, you see? And then I get assassinated. I get shanked and thrown over the side of the rail. And they're going to be throwing like toilet tissue down. And they're going to be burning the toilet tissue. And then I'm going to just be down there cooking. That's what's going to happen in prison. But when I come out, if I survive the shanking and they throw me over the rail, I'm going to have that breakfast for dinner. Oh, Yes breakfast for dinner and breakfast for dinner is going to be my last meal if I'm on death row hmm. if it's lethal injection time breakfast for dinner I want except this is going to be my last meal I want waffles pancakes french toast together on one plate all of them together I want the complete breakfast trio together with an omelet that's a good ass time right there, man. What's your last meal, Sabrina? Well, first of all, what's your get out of prison meal? Uh, well, first of all, you're in a Russian jail speaking all this English. They just gonna be looking at you like the hell is this man talking about? Oh, I took myself out of Russia. I was just saying it. I was I was saying in jail. <laughs> the in way general. I imagined it was mad funny that you going off, you really no. had great points, and they just like. Cause I, I feel like the Aryan Brotherhood ain't popping in Russia like that. I, I was definitely in an American penitentiary. <laughs> um, I get out of jail. Mm-hmm. She. No, I you know oh ice cream some sort of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what kind of ice cream, but definitely ice cream. Probably multiple kinds of ice cream. Mad dessert. Dessert is going to be the first thing I'm hunting down. And this is your, your come home meal. Clip My this. come home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you, uh, Eric Payne. We clipping this. So you, yeah. you, you on the hunt for ice cream. Yeah. Uh, definitely going on the hunt for ice cream and desserts. And then my last meal is also going to be dessert related. But with it, uh, damn, what's something that doesn't miss? My mom's food. Mmm. So we got to make sure your mom is in town. Right. Speaking of your mom's food, side pause. Pause. Segway. Uh, Segway. Um, so Sabrina's mom came to my show in Tampa, Florida, and she cooked. She cooked. When I tell y'all I tore that food up, I tore that food in half. I tore that right. So I just sat. And ate 
Okay. And I was eating. I was I was against the clock too. I was just eating. I was like, yeah, man. I had just got in back into the hotel room. You know, we bored and soon I tore that food down. Oh, it was good. T- tell them what your mom cooked. I don't want to fumble the names. <laughs> Sancocho. Yeah. And what was the rice and beans called? Moro. Mm. Or aro con gandule. I don't know which one that she made you. Man. Well, it's the same. Well, it don't matter. I think it was aro con gandule. I think that's what she made you. That food was a good ass. Now, Sabrina's mom could cook. Whether you fresh out the penitentiary or just visiting, that's a good ass time right there. She be cooking. All right, go ahead. All right, rest of your meal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess my mom's food. Okay. I, I could go for a sancocho. I could go for... It'd have to be Caribbean food because, God damn, I miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be... And then tostones with ajo and limon. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Mm-hmm. And some sal. <gasps> Oof. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to be Dominican and Puerto Rican food for sure. Are you attracted to food right now even though you get food poisoning? Currently. Bro, I feel so sick. Oh wow! I feel. I thought I was. I thought I had to throw up again. <laughs> um, but this conversation, it's not grossing you it, out. It's not making it worse. Okay. It's already really bad. It's this is the worst it's going to be. What's making me sick? I'm so I'm drinking my meal replacement right now just mm-hmm. so I can get something down. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm scared it's going to come right back up in my water. And I'm definitely I'm taking a nap after this because I feel drained. I oh. feel like all all of my nutrients came out. Mm. Amir, what's your getting out of the jail meal, man? That Popeyes box you get right there? <laughs> nah, Amir's. I don't think I'll do Popeyes. Uh, I've been in jail. What what would I really be craving when I'm 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 getting some wings? You getting wings? I'm getting wings. Okay, off the top. The wings off the top. Like, off the fried. Top. They got to be like lemon pepper with a little hot. Oh, lemon pepper? Yeah, hot with lemon pepper on there. That lemon pepper. Or what, what What did we have when we was in Atlanta? It was uh, hot honey lemon pepper. Whatever they be doing now. I'm, oh, yeah. Hot honey or whatever. Hot honey lemon pepper. That yeah. that would be my go-to with some ranch in the fries. Okay. And, you know, a little lemonade fruit punch mix or something like that. Okay. We in there. Yeah. Fresh out. Fresh out. Fresh out. I like how you already knew. I had to think because I was gonna say something else. I was gonna say something probably like breakfast related, but I was like, you know, wings. Like if I'm in jail, I ain't had nothing. Like I'm getting some wings, bro. <laughs> Nine months hard time. You're coming out. Janet Jackson going back on tour, man. She gonna show y'all how it's done. God damn it, Janet Jackson is legendary. I need to go to the Janet Jackson show, man. I need to go to more concerts. We went to see Kendrick Lamar uh, a couple months ago. It was fire. It was a dope vibe in there. I was comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel overcrowded. I didn't. It wasn't hot. It wasn't sweaty. It wasn't noisy in there in terms of like annoying noise. I was like, man, this this is a vibe right here. And I feel like I haven't been to like a concert of that magnitude since either Sade or Alicia Keys. It was one of them. Nah, maybe I saw somebody else. I can't remember, but I'm like, man, going to the Janet show, that should be fire, though. Because Janet got hits. Janet got hits. 
So that's going to be a concert. It's going to be fire after fire after fire up in that mug. With the choreography and the dance routines, man. Janet going to be pulling people on stage and just working them. You know Janet going to pull you on stage and work you. That's part of the show. Especially velvet rope, Janet. When she getting that velvet rope back, oh, you better watch out. You better not be close to the stage. You getting pulled up and worked. Janet going to be like, man, come up on this stage, man. Time down. Time down. She going to be climbing on you. Man, look out, man. Dudes just be taking it. They be like, huh? Hi. It's Janet. I remember that footage was going like viral again. Like her climbing on this dude. He was tied down. Like velvet rope Janet was something else. She came into the sexy. You know what's funny? You know what I love about Janet? One of the many things I love about Janet is that we just saw her whole transition. We saw we saw Janet as young coming out in the game. We saw uh, young chubby Janet, control Janet, her getting her confidence together. She was like, Janet, it was serious business, Janet. And then she was like, Janet with a message. She was like, yo, message, man. We a rhythm nation, man. It was, it was militant. It was this, that, and the third. Then we got sexy Janet. She's like, man, it's sexy, man. It's sexy time, man. Light the incense, man. Let's get this going, man. Take your shirt off. Hold my titties up. And then we got into the super artistic Janet. I'm not looking at the camera on this album cover. I'm just looking at the top of my head. I'm still sexy, but also I'm thought-provoking. You know what I'm saying? I'm speaking on behalf of the, the gay community and like the black community. I'm doing this, this, that, and the third. And then we go back to the fun, Janet. I'm grown, I'm sexy, but I'm also having a good time. We went through so many different transitions of Janet. And it just, it all felt so unapologetic. She stood firm in every, in every avenue that she came out in. She seemed sure of herself every time. And yes, she is a Taurus like me. Her birthday is close to mine in terms of, I think it's May 16th, something like that. Maybe like a day before. Or maybe May 18th. That's somewhere. Let me look, man. Let me cue it up. Janet Jackson birthday. No, he's right the first time. May 16th. It's the 16th? Oh, yeah. man, that's, that's that's why me and Janet is like this, man. May 16th. That's why me and Janet is like this, man. May 16th, May 17th. We coming together. Strong dap up. Taurus gang. We out here, man. Shout out to Janet Jackson, living legend. I feel like, I feel like even though she gets the props, I feel like she doesn't get enough credit, given what she's given us through the through the years, and I, I think that's Michael's fault, because Michael was so huge that we still kind of overlooked Janet, even though she was doing amazing numbers, and amazing videos, and amazing choreography, and you can tell she inspired so many other entertainers. Britney Spears is Janet Light. You can tell Britney was like, Janet. Like the sugar-free version. Down, down, down to the way she walked. I'm like, that's all Janet. You can tell Britney had Janet on repeat. So Janet Jackson, man, hell yeah. You legend. God damn it. I'm with it. Diddy is welcoming a new child. So what? So what, man? He He's starting over at 53. 
When you a billionaire, listen, when you a billionaire, just go on and keep having the kids to you in the casket. Because you can afford it. So it takes the edge off. If you're worth a billion dollars, you can give each of your kids $2 million and be comfortable. Here's $2 million in your baby crib. Already got $3 million in the bank for each of you. It don't, it don't hit the same. He 53 years old starting from scratch. Starting from scratch at 53. So when, when that baby is 20 years old, you're going to be 73. You know, like, this is my dad, y'all. You know, when you graduate high school, he's going to be 71. You're going to be 71 years old at your kid's graduation. You're going to be old as shit. This is my dad. He's going to be like, oh, man, I knew, I knew you was going to graduate top of your class now. I mean, he's not going to be that old, but he could be that old. He could be like this. I'm not sure how he going to age. Diddy could very well be like, hey, man, I remember me and Biggie, we used to go from club to club, you know, just trying to get the word out. And this is my baby graduating from uh, from high school. Teeth falling out. You never know. His teeth probably ain't going to be falling out. He probably, if his teeth did fall out, he's going to have some new ones because he's rich. But it's like, man, a fresh baby at 53. I got the vasectomy. I got the vasectomy. Shooting blanks McGee. Shooting blanks McGee, man. The only way I'm ending up with a kid at that age is if I, I got to get the procedure done to be like, I got to be laser focused on having a kid. I got to be laser focused. Like, I want this kid to fix me back up, y'all. I got the vasectomy. Oh, that 1% hits. That 1%. That 1% ain't hit. No, but I'm just saying, or. No, nah, ain't no or. Ain't <laughs> no 1%. You're going to have that one healthy sperm that's like, nah, you know what? He ain't making it. Fuck it. it. <laughs> he died in the opening credits. <laughs> nah, man. He going to be like. <laughs> and if Sabrina ended up boy. pregnant, we definitely doing a DNA test. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Good. So I, I'm definitely like, yo, man, where Maury at? I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take my uterus out. Man, vasectomy. So me, bad. Man. I straight, I straight put my money where my mouth was and got the vasectomy. Still, still never got my sperm checked, but you know that's neither here nor there. A lot happened since then. But listen, I'm still trying to work the appointment out. But I had the procedure, got my balls slid open. Had the ice pack on him, walking slow, you know what I'm saying? Following the doctor's orders. Showing Sabrina how the balls looked on the healing process. Fascinating. <laughs> She's like, I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, man. I did it. I did it. But that'll, that'll, that'll all be explained on my next comedy tour. The vasectomy. The balls clipped. But Diddy ain't get his balls clipped. Mm-mm. And when you're worth a billion dollars, man, the pressure's off to get your balls clipped. I'm confused because he's with Young Miami, but the mom is this girl, Dana Tran. Mm-hmm. She a 28-year-old shorty. I'm like, damn, you really had a kid on Young Miami? Yeah. Man. We should take Midnight to Maury. That is not my child. You think Diddy and Young Miami really together, though? Oh, no. It seemed like they just doing this for the It's for just the it's like a public relationship, but I mean, it seemed like they just having fun. That's what it feels like. Oh, it my audio fun. is out. 
Oh, Sabrina said her audio's out. That's what it feels like. How? How she? How we? Yeah, they say they can't hear. Really? Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just like, man, y'all really, it looked like y'all goofing around. That's what it looked like to me anyway. But they could be balls deep in this. But he was apparently balls deep in someone else. If you got the kid. The kid is born already? Uh, yeah, yeah, the baby's out. Oh, the baby's out. Fresh out. Wait, how long have him and young Miami been dating then? I don't know. Because she, she might have got pregnant before they even started dating. Yeah. Because this baby fresh out. This was nine months ago. Or 10. So I don't know. But I mean, if you can afford the kids, hey, have fun. He said that young Miami isn't his side chick after baby announcement. Mm-hmm. That could be true. Because I feel like we ain't been hearing about them longer than nine months, him and young Miami. So I don't know. I don't know, man. But congrats, though. New bundle of joy. More kids. He about to start competing with Nick Cannon out here. I'm about to have some kids out here. Be old as shit as a dad. Lori Harvey makes men she dates sign an NDA with a $1 million penalty. So uh, I saw on uh, Instagram that she was dating uh, Damson Idris from Snowfall. Um, and that's when they talked about the, the NDA she makes the men sign. So it's like, man, you can't, can't talk shit about her. Or you're going to pay that million-dollar penalty. And okay, I mean – I'm sure a lot of famous people do this. I've heard of NDAs before, so it, it's no big it's no big shocker. That has to be the standard. Yeah. With celebrities, it has to be. Has to be. There's no way. Because you you know, you got so much at stake, you know, over somebody slandering your name, satellizing your name, that you know, you gotta protect yourself. Now, given her, I don't know what her career is. I don't know what she does besides date eligible men. Models? Yeah, she models. She yeah, gets paid for models. brand advertisement. She exists. That's the, We live in a day and age where you simply exist and get paid for it, especially yeah. when you're Lori Harvey. Her name is out there. You know what I'm saying? But th- but that's the thing though. It's 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 like if that's your career, you just you just you just paid off just existing. What's at risk? I mean, you're your brand. You know, it's like it's like her brand is dating, you know, top top shelf dudes. And if the top shelf dude's like, man, she did this, is that really hurting your brand? It could. It depends. I just don't want to hear about it. Yeah, or just not like we. That's not what we're gonna do. Because I'm sure the guys have some similar things as well. Right. They may not impose it as well as the women do. But we know that slander goes a little bit harder for women. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Than it does for a dude. Absolutely. But I feel like the reason I say that, I'm not just saying that just because, oh, she don't have a real career. 
but it's a career that's built on <clears throat> dating. No, she's a model. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know what yeah. she's gained from dating any of these. So she was a model so. before any of the dating. Because her, 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 I mean, when did like, she get famous? What made her famous? Probably Being Steve Harvey's daughter, yeah, stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. That was it. Yeah. She, so she was, so according she, to this, she's also an Olympic medal winner. Huh? She, she was in the Olympics. Many trophies in other horse riding competitions. She was an equestrian. What? That's I would not know about this. Is more interesting than who she dating. She's an well, she's, yeah, but that's because nobody cares about who she really is because she's a pretty girl and they see that she's dating, you know, everybody should be dating. So that's what people want to like zoom in on and just focus on that. But I mean, there's of course there's got to be more to her. I didn't know that. Olympics. She was in the Olympics. When? I, I'm about to. I'm looking at this. She's not because she's not that old. You got to be. How old you got to be to be in the Olympics? Is there age? So she was born in '97. While her biological father and she is has in a public company. she was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Grew up. Harvey was a competitive equestrian and aspired to compete in the Olympics. See, this is how rumors get started. She ain't no gold medalist. Well, that's what it says on this website. She aspired to be in the Olympics. And then she went to college in Florida, dropped out due to an injury, prevented her from continuing her work. Her professional career in 2015, she began a career in modeling, signing uh, modeling contracts with the L.A. Model Management Agency in the U.S. and select model management in Europe. Harvey has walked the runway for Dolce & Cabana in the 2017 spring-summer collection has appeared in campaigns for Dolce & Cabana, Coors, Valentino, Pat McGrath's Beauty Lab, and Burberry. In 2019, Harvey made a cameo in the music video Motivation by singer Normani. She has mm -hmm. also been featured on the cover of Instagram's The Zine. Zine? Zine? Zine. Zine? It's probably Zine. Zine. Short for magazine. magazine. Okay. Yeah. And Wonderland. In 2021, she launched a skincare brand, uh, Skin by LH. That same year, she collaborated for a clothing collection with the company Naked Wardrobe in May 2022. Harvey posted a video on TikTok explaining her weight loss, which included a daily 1,200 calorie diet leading up to uh, the Met Gala. I remember she posted about it. Weren't people on her head about that? Yes, yeah, not enough calories. Oh. Uh, the video faced criticism for health experts who warned of the potential dangers that participating in the diet could cause someone. Uh, oh, what that could cause to someone. In June 2022, Kim Kardashian faced backlash after she announced the launch of a skincare line named S-K-K-N by Kim. Wow. Stole her whole thing. Damn, she just added a K. You add right. one more K, what do you got? You got the Aryan Brotherhood. That's what you got. All right. Um, which some Twitter users felt was too similar to Harvey's company name. The following month, it was announced that Harvey signed a modeling contract with IMG Models and William Morris Endeavor. Oh, she's with my agency. William Morris. Um, she has a close friendship with Jordan Woods, Normani, 
uh, Winnie Harlow and Ryan Destiny, according to Essence. In 2016, she began dating Dutch footballer Memphis Depay. They engaged in 2017, but the couple split later that same year when Harvey was spotted without her engagement ring in 2018. Uh, she was linked to British driver Lewis Hamilton, Trey Songs, Justin Combs, and later dad Sean Combs. Wait, the dad and the son dated the same girl? Oh, yeah, that was the whole yeah. thing. I forgot about that. That's, that's weird, man. It is. It's very strange. That's... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I'm just thinking that's like me dating to see his girlfriend. Oh god. Ugh. All right. I mean, you know, I, hey, I you know, mm -mm. do do with nah. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh eventually she would link uh with rapper Future. The pair confirmed their relationship in January 2020 and broke up in August of that year. Future would later take aim at Harvey on the featured verse on the song Maybach by 42 Doug with the lyric, uh, Magic City, I'm the owner. Tell Steve Harvey, I don't want her. Oh, wow, Future. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing this, man? Uh, you're emotional. He is, man. <laughs> he paints himself like this big ladies' man, but at the same time, you know, he's a, he's an emotional guy. Hmm. He's an emotional guy. Uh, in November 2020, Harvey began dating actor Michael B. Jordan. In December 2021, Jordan declared in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter that he finally found what love was with Harvey. In June 2022, it was reported that the couple had ended their relationship. Yep. He was looking for marriage. She is not. Which makes sense in their age difference. I mean, she's 25. Yeah. Come on, bro. Right. That's fair. You know, she ain't ready. She ain't got to be ready. And right. then, and so now she would, uh, wait, what capped this off? Oh, oh, uh, Franklin from Snowfall. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sick of the whole she for the streets. She dating normally for her age. It just happens to be public in a very public setting in life with the internet. And here's the thing, man. I feel like women of color come under extra scrutiny when they just be dating and dating and dating and dating. If you look at any celebrity, not any celebrity, but a lot of them, the majority of them be dating their asses off. Look at how many men Jennifer Aniston dated. From the dude from, uh, what was the name? What was that group in the, in the, in the nineties, mid nineties, counting crows. She dated the lead singer in that group. Um, because that's that's when I first that's when she was first on my radar from friends. And she was dating the lead singer of Counting Crows. And I was like, oh, oh, Counting Crows. And then, you know, we, we follow her through Brad Pitt and all these other dudes that she's been attached to and dating. And it's just like, but they don't come under the same scrutiny. People be dating, man. People be dating. Now, I will be the first, second, and third person to admit 
if you dating, if you always dating and dating and dating and dating, sometimes you just got to sit your ass down and be by yourself for a second. I'm a strong proponent of that. I'm a strong advocator of you don't always have to be up under somebody. You don't always have to be up in here in the mix with somebody. I I'm, I believe in that firmly. And I'm not talking about just, just be by yourself for years, but just you should always give yourself moments of solid solitude when it comes to dating because it just clears your mind. It clears up so much that you can't really get clarity on if you always up under somebody. As soon as you break up, you with somebody new. I'll be like, man, sit your ass down for a second. And you know, it's a lot of celebrities right there. They, they, they on to the next immediately. I'll be like, man, don't you want don't you want a little break real quick? Nah, man, nah. It's love. It's passion. I've never felt this before. I've never, I've never connected with somebody like this before in my life. I've never, this is everything I ever dreamed of. Then they break up two months later. You'd be like, oh, oh, okay. Just chill, relax. Take a chill. And if you got people telling your business, sign that NDA. So Franklin from Snowfall, man. Get your get your paperwork together. Get the paperwork together. All for the NDA. I'm with it. I feel like regular people should do that. Because people will satellite your name. Man. They will they will try to belift you. They will try to satellite your name. And you know. I'm grateful that my past people haven't really satellized my name on the public tip. They're probably even ashamed of me. They probably don't even tell people we even used to date. And, I, you know, I'll take it. I'm not telling anyone. Hey, man, you told everybody already. You you, you gave oh, yourself shit. up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got yourself in trouble just telling everybody. I'm not telling no one. No one knows that we date right now. <laughs> For five years. Because they're going to try to belift you. Kiyomi, what'd you say? Tony been playing words with friends because where are these words? <laughs> Satellize your name. Y'all y'all ain't heard that viral clip? That lady was like, they're going to try to belift you. They're going to try to satellize your name. That is so funny to me. They're going to try to destroy you. Destroy you. <laughs> That's like my favorite audio viral clip. Destroy you? Speaking of somebody that's destroyed, R. Kelly dropped the album that got snatched off the platforms. R. Kelly dropped the album real quick. I admit it. And then it got scooped off real quick. I should have hit play before they scooped it up. In his defense, I don't think they put that out. They probably did. He in jail. Yeah, that's happened before, but it, it get the the whole thing with the online like uh, being able to put your music on like social platform or the streaming platforms and stuff. I don't think there's a real kind of clearance in order for it to get to your page mm -hmm. necessarily. You got to kind of like take it down, like flag it after it's released. Because mm -hmm. back in uh, I remember uh, in 2016, it happened with Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. It was a fake album. Like he didn't put it out. But it was all his unreleased music, like a Ooh. bunch of leaked music, and it was good. And I was like, "Yo, I was like, it was, it was something like uh, uh, 
uh, Days Before the Trap or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so it was supposed to be like the songs that was recorded before he put out that other album that he dropped that year. Yeah. And it was, he didn't put it out. But it was wow. under his under his profile, on his name, and it was up there for like a day. So it dropped like on a Friday and it was up until like Saturday. And then Travis Scott had to come out and be like, yo, fake album. Like, what? what is this? Wow. Like, it's crazy. But it was, it was literally all his, it wasn't like fake, no AI or nothing. Like, it was real I songs. I wonder who did it. I don't know, man. But it's crazy because mm-hmm. it was like real songs. He was like, "Oh, he just gave us some. He yeah. just gave us some stuff. Like we, we was, <laughs> we was listening to it. And then he got pulled. We was like, "Oh my god, it was fake." I wonder who did that, man. He was, he was checking his team, checking the temperature. Yeah, hey, man, but, the, but the music this. though, the recordings, the music, that is real. Yeah. By the way, right. So whatever you heard in the songs, that's R. Kelly for real. It's just that he didn't put it out. So that's in his yeah. defense. He never put that stuff out. But whatever he said on those tracks, oh, he definitely said that shit. I admit it. I should listen when I had the goddamn chance. Just to see what he admitting to. At least those last two tracks. I wonder what the numbers were looking like before they pulled. I wonder. Man, he was like, y'all calling me a pedophile? That's your opinion. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's our opinion, bro? That's what he said. He was like, I date any kind of woman. Uh, it was something like that. It was like one of the top search things on YouTube when it came out. So it's probably up on YouTube somewhere. This dude, man, Robert Kelly. I was like, that ain't that. If you ever thought about seeing the light of day, boy, they gonna come back with that right there. So what was that song that was released, but it wasn't released? Like, what is that? Come on, man. Just get nestled in that little cell, man. Get nestled in that little cell. You in there? You gonna be in there for a while? People still really listen to R. Kelly, though. They still playing him. Still bumping him. Still saluting him. Still hanging in there. A lot of men. A lot of men just still like, hey, hey, you know, hey. And uh, I haven't, honestly, I haven't, I haven't gone to his music. I did watch this one performance. I'll admit to this. I watched this one performance he did on like uh, Jimmy Fallon on Tonight Show or whatever. It was my number one hit. That's the name of the song. Um, I did listen to that ever since, you know, ever since the whole heated, super heated dust up. But I haven't, like, gone to his albums and, and pressed play. Because it's just like, this dude was wild. Chicago looking real bad right now. Chicago's just, between Kanye West, R. Kelly, I'm like, man, come on, man. Just why y'all gotta why y'all gotta be so over the top with the with the with the foolishness? Coming from Chicago, coming out of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And then we overlooking like Common and Lupe and you know, you know G Herbo and like, you know, Lil Durk and them is popping, but it's like, man, come on, man. Y'all just y'all just at the doing the utmost cut up. Oh yeah, and Chance is a good kid, man. I appreciate Chance for being around. I appreciate cause cause, cause goddamn, man. Between R. Kelly and Kanye, man, those two right there, it's like a it's like a buddy cop movie of of straight disaster. And they filmed it in Chicago and they are the two leads. And I'm just like, God damn it. Come on, man. Let's take it easy, man. Let's just let's just not do this, man. Damn it. But Chicago's a wonderful city, wonderful place. Shout out to the whole 
South Side, West Side, you know, saying North Side too. You can get you can get this work as well, man. Chicago's a great city. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I miss it. I want to move back to it, low key. We got great comedians. We got great food. We got great architecture. We got great public transportation. You know what I'm saying? Chicago Bulls, Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears. We we not going to the playoffs, but the Bulls. We still got a chance, man. Shout out to Demar Derozan and Zach Levine and Boosh. Kobe White, you know what I'm saying? Drogic, you know what I'm saying? Io, man. Bulls is out here, man. Southside, you know, one of the funniest shows on TV right now, The Shy. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Little Rail special is, is great. It's a great special. Shout out to Deion Cole, just put out a special, man. We out here, man. You know what I'm saying? We are more than R. Kelly and Kanye, just so y'all know. Just so y'all know. I, I just want to be clear. Y'all already knew that. I just want to reiterate. We more, we more than the in the crime rate and the gunshots. We more than that. All right? Chicago's a good time, man. We more than pizza. We more than deep dish. Okay? Chicago's a great city, man. One of the best cities in the country, man. Fight me. Square up. If we didn't have those devastating winners, man, I'd put Chicago up against any city. What's up? Who wants some? Square up. We out here. You know what I'm talking about? In conclusion, man, Rush Hour 4. Rush Hour 4 is rumored to be going down. They say Jackie Chan is interested. Um, I don't know if I want a Rush Hour 4. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want it. Because I feel like... The, the reason I say that is because I feel like it's just... It's, it's been too long, man. It's been too long. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you, it could be like a it could be like a bad boys for life uh, situation, to where you know, um, bad boys for life did extremely well critically, and it did extremely well at the box office. So it could be that again. But I don't want it to be just a pure money grab. And you know, I kept hearing that you know Jackie Chan didn't even like doing these movies. You know, so it's like, I don't know, man. Is their heart going to be in it? Are they going to have the same energy? Are they going to have the same chemistry? I don't know. Who's director? Who's going to direct this? So I don't know, man. It's got to be done well. Because Rush Hour 3, Rush Hour 3 was, it felt forced. Rush Hour 3, in my opinion, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I could be mistaken. I could be mistaken. But Rush Hour 3, in my opinion, just felt forced. I felt like, you know, let's just get another 25 million, 20 million. Let's just do it up. Let's just do it for old time's sake. And it, it just felt rushed. The first, the first two, fire. First two were fire. But I don't know, man. And it's going to be mad politically correct. It's going to be that, too. They're going to be playing it safe. That's going to take some of the edge off. I don't know, man. But I'm going to watch it, though. You you best believe I'm, I'm going to pull up to the movie theater. Uh, Tony Ant asked me, how do I feel about Beverly Hills Cop 4 and Lethal Weapon 5? Now, Beverly Hills Cop 4, I'm interested in. 
because the reason the reason I say I'm interested in Beverly Hills Cop 4 is that because I genuinely want more of Axel Foley. I feel like that third Beverly Hills Cop was a complete disaster and it was just I don't that shit was trash. That's probably one of my least favorite sequels of all time. It was terrible. It was terrible. We're going to have the movie take place at an amusement park. Why would they sign off on this? We're going to have the movie take place at an amusement park. That's where the action will take place. Why? How is that greenlit? Clip this. How is that greenlit? Who read the script to Beverly Hills Cop 3 and was like, yo, to have Axel Foley at an amusement park, this is going to be fantastic. Who? How? How was this put in motion? And I know Eddie Murphy was coming off of Distinguished Gentleman and, and you know, Vampire in Brooklyn or whatever, but hell, hell no, man. Hell no. The tone of Beverly Hills Cop 3 was, was off. It felt like a kid's movie, but it was rated R, and it just felt like... Ah, it was terrible, man. Don't have your movie, your action comedy, set in an amusement park. And the whole time the main villain works at the amusement park and he running around. Come on, man. Come on. The main villain in the movie, he looked like an actual manager of an amusement park. There was nothing sinister looking about this man. There was nothing intimidating about him. He looked like he was really a district manager. He looked like he did paperwork at accounts receivable. He looked like the human resources rep. Now, I get it in real life as a criminal. You want to look as normal and as mundane as possible. But for a Hollywood movie, you need to look like a villain, though. You think about the best villains of all time, they look like villains. Hannibal Lecter looked like he would eat your body parts. He looked like that. The, the minute, the second Agent Starling walked down that hallway and he was standing there waiting to talk to her, he looked like he could have ate your kneecaps for breakfast last night. And he was just standing there. I was like, man... He really killed everybody. And you know what's genius about Anthony Hopkins as an actor? I look at him in other movies and I don't see Hannibal Lecter. Like, I'm able to watch him in so much more. And I just look at him as Anthony Hopkins. He's soft-spoken. He's like, because usually playing a role that good and that, you know, definitive that's a role where you're just like, I can't see him. There's nothing else but Hannibal Lecter. But Amazingly, I look at Anthony Hopkins as Anthony Hopkins. Like, I, I forget that he was Hannibal Lecter when I watched Thor, or when I watched Instinct, or when I watched Meet Joe Black. I was just like, yo, this dude is so cool and so soft-spoken. And then I look at Silence of the Lambs again, and I, I believe every morsel of his performance. Anyway, 
Hannibal Lecter, goddamn, uh, No Country for Old Men, Anton Chigurh, looking like villains. This dude in Beverly Hills Cop 3, man, it looked like he just did paperwork. Who greenlit this? Anyway, it don't get no worse than Beverly Hills Cop 3. Don't get no worse. I just want to know who greenlit that. So with Rush Hour 4, I just don't want it to be rushed. I want it to be sat in, marinated. I want the chemistry to be there. I want Jackie Chan to be 100% in on it. And I'm hoping he's not just doing a cash grab. Beverly Hills Cop 4, I'm all in. I'm all in. If we get the right director, the right script, I definitely want to see Axel Foley again. For sure. For sure, I want to see Axel Foley again. And as far as Lethal Weapon 5, I just feel like they they too old now. Not to, not to be agey McGee, not to be aging people out. But I just feel like, first of all, no disrespect, Danny Glover has always felt old. Even in the first Lethal Weapon, it felt like he was way older than he was at that time. Let me look up everybody's age. Because you got to think, these are action movies, man. These are action movies. This ain't, all right, Mel Gibson is 66 years old. He's 66. He's coming in at 66, all right? Danny Glover is 76. So we got 76 and 66 coming into an action movie. And the action in Lethal Weapon movies be top-notch. Like, the action in Lethal Weapon ain't never been no punk in any of them. The action has always been crisp. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson had to fight Jet Li hand-to-hand in Lethal Weapon 4. They had to fight Jet Li together. They had to fight him hand-to-hand combat. Now imagine them, and that was in 98. 98 is over 20 years ago, man. But 66 and 76, even though Mel Gibson, last time I saw Mel Gibson, he was in Daddy's Home too. And he looked he looked like he could still do a fight scene or two. He he definitely looked like he could still, you know, deliver. But I don't know, man. We might need to just we might we might need to just tap out it at four lethal weapons and call it a day. And be fine with that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about, you feel me? We don't always gotta squeeze out another sequel just cause. We don't always have to do this, man. Come on. We don't always have to keep doing this. So I don't know. I don't know how this another rush hour would be. But if they do it right, though. But regardless, I will be there. I will be in the building, of course. Um, Dayo Blackjack asked me, what rapper slash MC has the best quotables? I don't know. That's a tough question. That's a tough one. You got to think about who gets sampled a lot. Biggie gets sampled a lot. Nas gets sampled a lot. You got to look at like who these cast is getting sampled a lot based on, you know, quotables that they may have. Prodigy had mad quotables on that first Mob Deep album. 
for sure. And that's another thing. Dallas D uh, brings up a good point. You can't have 70-year-old Jackie Chan jumping off buildings. And you know Jackie will do it. Jackie will jump off that building for real. And he's 68 years old. Jackie Chan is 68 years old. He'll do it. Man, Harrison Ford is 80. God damn. Harrison Ford is 80, y'all. He about to do another Indiana Jones. He's 80. 80 years is a good run, man. That's a good run right there. 80? God damn. Anyway, man, we got to get up out of here. Um, shout out to Sabrina. She held it down. In mid-food poisoning, she still came in here and held it down. She held it down for the squad. Um, I want to thank y'all for tuning in, for chiming in, for coming in with the rebuttals, the questions, the the commentary, the information. Um, uh, so, man, my patron saints are everything to me, man. I appreciate y'all. Oh, Clint Eastwood is 90. Clint Eastwood a good 99. Damn near. Let's look at Clint Eastwood real quick before we get out of here. Clint Eastwood is 92. 92. Big old. Anyway, man, if you are in Phoenix, come check me out. Five shows, Thursday through uh, Saturday. One show at CB Live on Thursday. Four shows at Stand Up Live, Friday and Saturday. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. If you are in Virginia Beach, we'll be out there New Year's Eve weekend for five shows. And if you are anywhere near L.A., the final Tony Baker and Friends of the year and all the way until March will be December 19th at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. Um, get your tickets ASAP, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all passionately in the shower. And we out.